Ladies and gentlemen, 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 gentlemen you are now, 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 now listening to two, 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 the P13 Podcast. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome back to the P13 podcast. Mm. How you doing, sir? Doing good. Doing good. Yeah, excited for this one. Very excited. Yes. This is going to be a fun one. Special episode. If you don't remember who's on the ones and twos here, those sweet sounds coming through your earphones, it's your host, Michael, and the man, the myth, the legend sitting across from me wearing Viore. What's up, Viore? We're still waiting for that sponsorship. The water bottle's here. Yep. See that logo right there, front and center? Those sweet sounds are Thomas Conway. Hello. Golf claps. Golf claps. Thank you. All right. Well, we have a special episode today, like we said at the top of this podcast. Something a little different. A little interaction episode. This is our frequently asked questions episode. Shout out to the members. Absolutely shout out to the members. For providing the questions. Yes, P13 you are making today a little bit easier for us. Much easier. Much easier. I would have never thought of half of these. No, <laughs> some of these are very interesting. Uh, we do have a lot of experience with a lot of these, though. Would we I, do. We, would I be wrong? You would not be wrong. You would be correct in that. Mm. So, shall we get into it? Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Taking a deep dive. Swan dive. Sub... I said this on one of my, or not, I haven't said it on one of my intros yet. Submarineal dry, dive? Yeah, is, that is that deep a, enough? Is that the correct nomenclature? I don't know. Is submarineal a word? I've typed it in word before and I didn't get a correction line under it. So. Was this in Google? This was not in Google. Oh, I should probably on check Word it Doc. On Word Doc. Okay. There we go. I'll, ta- I'll check if it in Google. Any, uh, any uh, nautical folks out there, Yeah. they may know. Who knows? Maybe you'll hear it in another intro here soon. Ooh. Ooh. Teaser. Anyways, question one. This one's per- relating to the gym. And this is a pre-workout. Now, it was under, I guess the question is pre-workout what? Pre-workout stretch? Pre-workout drinks? Oh, pre-workout. yes. <laughs> Specificity on this We're talking one. about so I was, yeah, prior to I the was, workout. I was in the gym when this question was uh, written on our FAQ board. Uh, I'm trying to remember who did it. It might have been uh, Shayna. Asking about pre-workout or drinks. Goodry. Or Goodry. I think it was Goodry, actually. Pre-workout um, powders, yay or nay. Pre-workout drinks. Pre-workout drinks. Got it. Pre-workout, yeah. So the question is pre-workout drinks or supplements, I guess is the better ah, term. that's a better Yay term. or nay. Because um, they could be pill form too. That is very um, true. So we've come a long way in supplements. We have, yes. The whole world has, um, for better or for worse. So <laughs> pre-workout, yay or nay? Uh, so this one, I would say nay. I agree. You agree? Okay. I say nay as well. Yeah. Okay. So and here's there's a number of reasons why. What we first need to understand about uh, any supplement you know, not just limiting it to pre-workout, but any supplement, um, the supplementation industry is pretty unregulated. Yes. Almost exclusively unregulated, right? So most of these do not have FDA approval um, because they don't 
really have to, right? You'll never see an FDA, FDA. Well, maybe you will. If a company is willing to spend the money to get FDA approval, um, I'm not sure what that process is like, but, uh, I'm sure there's probably a long lengthy time before you can. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of red tape and I'm sure it's expensive as well. Yes. So, um, so for the most part, you walk into any GNC, which first of all, <laughs> that's an experience in oh, and of yeah. itself. If you have not done that, walk in there. I mean, Whew. the walls are just filled with supplements. Anything you can think of. Anything sleep. you can think of. Sleep. Uh, male enhancements. Male enhancements. I was Female trying to figure out the best way to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Female enhancement. Uh you know, I mean, anything. Want to get going in your day? You want to yeah. have. So, um, so that's the first thing we need to understand is that all supplements are fairly unregulated. That's that's one of the first reasons why I would say nay because you don't really know what's in it, mm-hmm. and in addition to that, you don't really know how it's produced. Yes. Um, there has been research completed on uh, these. Actually, had to do with certain protein drinks. Um, if, if everybody remembers the EAS protein, I do remember remember that EAS EAS and muscle milk, the ones that came in pre packaged, like they were like, uh, this weird cardboard, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yes. They came in. I remember those had the little twist off cap that would like, yeah, those were actually, um, they did an analysis on that and they found trace amounts of heavy metals. Significant trace amounts, I think, uh, some more than others. The EAS one had a pretty high amount of uh, of heavy metals. That's interesting you say that because that was pretty heavily marketed out there too. Very, very much. It was so. one of the major, major ones when it mm-hmm. came to those protein drinks and yeah. supplements. And I'll be honest, I drank some of it. Me too. Maybe I'm gonna die. So going back to your point about like what you're not knowing that you're what you're ingesting, like especially for people who are not part of like the health or you're you're not in tuned with maybe understanding different uh ingredients yeah you don't look into it you don't do the, yeah. uh, you may not the do average, the research or yeah. you just like just don't have that yeah. as your background maybe you're doing finance or something else right and you're just like oh i've heard this is really well yep i'm gonna take this yep um yeah and that's the other thing too like even myself with my background and understanding of nutrition which is it, it's not expert by any means mm-hmm. but i do have some education in it and some understanding around it but i could look at the ingredients of any given supplement and there would very possibly be a lot of uh compounds on there that i don't really know what they are exactly um so take the average person in that same situation they're going to be even more lost take high school kids like they're using these yeah. as their post-workout they just want to get jacked in high school they want to get strong they're trying to find that competitive trying to make edge. The team yeah trying exactly. to make the team coach or um, trying to look good for the summer trying to look good for the summer too yeah. yep proms <laughs> coming up you know or homecoming or homecoming they want to get a date you know it's See, fine we understand we never had prom in canada it's what? a little different what we had dances <laughs> what did you do dances just hunt moose instead cow tip no i'm just kidding mm, no 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 yeah. no and we had Cows dances are extra big up there yeah <laughs> because of the winters we we, <laughs> we would throw snowballs at cars from time to time and that was pretty fun we did that too in yeah. minnesota <laughs> it's pretty exciting um, but no yeah no problem this is gonna get sidetracked a little bit but no problem we would do dances like quarterly dances mm-hmm. from time and that was about it and at least at my what high were school they called 
just like high school dances. They didn't have names? No. Not when I was growing up. I thought like, like at my high school, we had homecoming. We had someone called Snow Days. And then we had Sadie Hawkins. Did you do that? We, no, we, we didn't. No, and then no, no, no one asked anyone to go to the dance. It was like, you oh, just went. yeah, like just a bunch of Canadians. Yeah, it's just like, hey, are Canadians. you guys going to the dance? Like, yeah, we're going to the dance. Like, okay, cool, we'll see you over cool, there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you there. <laughs> I'll get my ride. I'll get my dad to drive me at like seven at night. Let's go dance till ten and then go home. <laughs> there we go. That's interesting. I did not know that about Canada. Yeah. Well, at least at my high school, I will say that I can speak for my high school, and I think that's how it was for most of the high schools when in I was in your growing province. Up. In my province, mm. there wasn't a. There's not a big lead up to it. Okay. There's like. Do you get dressed up? Mm, like. I mean, like suits? you wear a tux. No, we we save that suit. for graduation. Do you dance at graduation? We do dance at graduation. (laughs) (laughs) I'm finding so many interesting things out about Canadian high school. Yeah. And then there's an after party, which I had more of a sheltered life growing up. So I was not allowed to go to it. Ooh. So. Papa Kala said no, no to Michael. No, it's it's Mama Kala. Mama Kala. Oh. She's the one who uh, brings in the reins on this one. I see. She holds it. Yes. But yes. <laughs> I digress. Anyways, where are we back? We're, we're talking little, about pre-workout. How did this go from Call there? a mysterious man, everybody. I appreciate We'll find that. out more about him. Uh, you'll um, hear more. Uh, personal experience, actually, pre-workout. Yeah, so, so then the other... So my personal experience with pre-workout, uh, I tried it a few times. I tried a number of different brands as well. Um, and there's something that is very well known about pre-workout for people that have done it is you get those face tingles. Yes. And... To me, that just distracted me from the entire workout because I was like, my face is just fucking itching. (laughs) I can't do a set of work because I'm scratching my face. Yeah. And it gets really like hot and stuff. So did I feel more energy? Uh, Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I did, but like. Now, is that fueled from sugar and caffeine or is that fueled from other other components? Yeah. So that's the other reason. The, the thing that gets people amped up on pre-workout is simply the caffeine that's in it. Which is an ins- like an insurmountable amount of caffeine. A lot of times it is, yeah. It's and like these, 300 milligrams or something like that. And some that. of these people are still drinking coffee throughout the day, yes. too. So, that's, um, so just to give everyone some perspective, uh, one cup of coffee has roughly 80 to 100 milligrams of caffeine. So, you're like tripling that. <laughs> so, imagine, too, if you're someone that works out in the evening... You're taking a dose of pre-workout that's got 300 milligrams. You're getting jacked up for the workout, but then are you sleeping well? And how much of the equation of progress and improvement is rest, recovery, and all that stuff? So, um, so that's that's you know going back to my initial answer of nay. What I would suggest as an alternative is simply just have a cup of coffee. I agree. If you're a coffee drinker. you know, or you could do some tea, like something that maybe has a little bit of caffeine in it. Cause there is certainly a lot of evidence that supports caffeine as a ergogenic aid, Mm -hmm. which ergogenic aid, what that means is basically a performance enhancer. So it's been shown to increase muscular endurance and then it just provides you overall energy. So I would recommend that instead of, you know, and also too the last little anecdote that I'll provide about pre-workout those of us that are in kind of keep tabs on what happens in the fitness industry, there was a story that came out about jacked 3D. I, yeah. 
Kala has actually I've tried ta- this. I've taken that one before. <laughs> so they found that Jack 3D actually had, what was it, methamphetamine? It was a low it, dose methamphetamine i think it was one three dimethylaminadine was yes. the compound in there which i like i so didn't know when i was taking Paul has done math no. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a guy or a, a young lad that uh i believe died from taking uh too much of it or you know and i wouldn't be surprised because that stuff like you talk about the face tingles you talk about getting the flush you're talking about like it the was upper the max. it was up to the max on that yeah, it's definitely like it's a different. It makes me sound like I'm a drug addict, but it's like a different <laughs> ride, I should say. Told you, folks, he's done that. No. no, I'm just kidding. Just, just all I've never done that. <laughs> For the record. For the record, this is, is unknowingly. Is I, can, I can attest to that. <laughs> There's gonna be reports. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it was. Headlines. It's definitely a different. It's a if it's a different. It's a uh, yeah. It's a different, different feeling. Different feeling. It I was also, not then, good. Then there's another one called No Explode. I had a buddy that took that in college. Yeah. Terrible diarrhea. I I had all these experiences. <laughs> I will tell you, like the the reason I I would take it because I thought I was like I'm getting a competitive advantage. I can get going to the gym. Mm-hmm. I can get my extra work in because I had all this energy and I had nowhere to expel it except, okay, I'm going to play baseball. I'm going to go to the the ballpark an hour early and then we lift at night. Make gains. Make gains. Try to go to sleep. Didn't sleep much Mm. because of those. Yeah, yeah. Because you're taking it late at night. We're taking it like four something because you want to have at least what, like 30 minutes prior to that. Maybe with the Jack 3D, it's like. 10, 15 minutes. It's you need 10. It's seconds. dialed up. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you go powder and then bought and then chug it down with water. Damn. Swish it in the mouth. That's, and then you go. That was the way man. we used to do it, but <laughs> not good. I'm telling you not. I, I will tell you my experience with this really quick. Cause I know this is running a little long on here, but uh, with my experience, you talked about the face tingles. I thought I was having a stroke at one point because it was oh. running down just, it was from the face. And then my right hand was starting to tingle. That's scary. It's a little scary. Yeah. And I couldn't know. I was like trying to, I was like moving my face around. And you know, when you get like that kind of numbness Mm -hmm. in your face, when Mm -hmm. you take the pre-workouts and you're like, I wasn't no, I couldn't really assure myself that I was smiling. So I had to like go walk (laughs) to the mirror. I'm at a 24 hour fitness and I'm having this like, this attack yeah <laughs> and of I'm, some sort of some sort so the Not squat sure what to call it the way i don't know how to call this um but the squat rack is like 10 feet away facing the other direction of the mirrors mm-hmm. and so i'm walking to the mirrors i have my weight set up on my on my ba- on, on the squat rack mm-hmm. i walk to the mirrors and i'm like pulling my eyes down i'm like oh my god am i like mm-hmm. what's happening here i'm like smiling like this like an idiot yeah. in front of the mirror yeah <laughs> and then math no, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like yeah, that's after, scary. After that, scary. I was like, no, this is yeah. not a good. This is not good. No, you can't have this out mm. there. No, and the other thing to remember, uh, last little piece of information for people to take away, caffeine has a half life of what eight hours, something like yes, yes. So that means whenever you ingest it, eight hours from there, half of the amount will still be remaining in your system. Yeah. So keep that in mind, even if you're do- if you're uh, dosing, I mean, I guess that. dosing with coffee, uh, you don't want to do that too late, especially if your caffeine tolerance is not very high. Yeah. Because then you'll you'll just uh, potentially interfere with sleep. But you have to sleep. But you'll get a stomach ache. 
Yeah, you well, could get too. a stomachache too. You're not gonna um, feel well. No. So yeah. So that's that wraps up pre workout. <laughs> so nay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> we can go deep with these. Wow. All uh, right. Question number two. Number dose. And we've this one we've talked a little bit about. A little in bit. Here. Yeah. Hit training versus strength training. Second part to this question: What is more efficient for time? Yeah, so to provide some context on this question, this is a question that was at or written on the board when I was in there by our, our lovely friend Winchell. What's up, Winchell? What's up, Winchell? We love you, Winchell. You're great. Um, You're the man. He is the man. Uh, so he was asking it in the and to provide some again further context. Uh, you know, the example is I only have you know 30, 45 minutes of time to train what should I do, right? Should I spend some time doing strength? You know, like, I, I suppose it depends on what you have access to as well. But yeah. like, say you have a bench and barbell, should I do some sets of bench press? Or should I do, um, you know, hit workout of, you, you know, intervals, 3090s, 3030s, something like that with either an erg or um, you know, body, body weight movements or something or a like complex that. or something like that or complex. Yeah. Um, and so the answer with a lot of these questions, uh, not all of them, but a lot of them will be, will start with, it depends. So first yes. of all, it depends on your goals, your goals from a macro perspective. And what I mean by that is what is your longer term goal? What are you training for, uh, in the first place? Um, you know, are you trying to get stronger? Yeah. Or are you just trying to lose weight and just improve fitness? Mm -hmm. Um, so it partially depends on that. If you're someone that you're like your main goal of whatever phase you're training in is like, just get stronger Then the answer to this, I would say is do strength. Yes. Right. Agreed. You know, like a hit session is not really going to do a lot for you. If you're trying to build true strength, Yeah. you'd be better off if you have 45 minutes better off doing a warm up and what regardless of what the movement is if it's bench press squatting deadlifting do your relatively specific warm up for that movement takes 10 minutes yep. 15 maybe it tops then get into your strength sets and you could do 5 by 5s 8 by 3 6 by 2 yeah 10 by 3 like there's you know, ways to cut it there's different there's ways, ways to, cut. to cut it yeah and you can just and then that can be you know, that whatever that set is could take 20, 25 minutes maybe. And then you have time for a little maybe mobility cool down. Yeah. So, so yeah. And I personally, I, I really value strength. I think that strength and resistance training is generally more valuable than doing hit work just because I think there are longer term benefits to, to yeah. getting stronger especially as we age. So for guys uh, and, and females, and females. There's, there's hormonal benefits to maintaining lean muscle mass. Osteoporosis in women is, per, is usually prominent. Yep. yep. Um, so you're just going to, you're just going to get more by doing the, um, the strength, strength work stuff, yeah. and the hit session. Again, going to provide you with some metabolic effects, but, um, I just think they're a little bit more short lived and where people will run into problems with this question is they'll think, Oh, I need to like sweat. I need to breathe heavy. 
like that's what I need to do to get a good workout. And it's like, no, that you, you really don't like in some, again, goal dependent, that can be what you, the effect that you're looking for. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you're trying to be healthy again, maintain lean mass, improve body composition, all of those are, are, um, Hat will will happen if you focus on strength more often than not. Absolutely agreed. And one of the things that it kind of sparks uh, uh, or like something in my mind is like that sensation of, oh, I need to feel sore in my workout in order to know yes. that I have a good workout instead of letting yourself know that that's not the benchmark of what's going to be considered a valuable workout to right. you. Right. So what more so will be is are you progressively overloading? Yeah. Right. If you're getting stronger week on week, month on month, then you're, you're going to be building lean tissue. The other thing with that is the more experienced you become in training, the less often you will get sore. So yep. I was actually talking with my coach, Jeff Wolf about this. Like he was saying he rarely gets sore yeah. anymore. Sometimes if, you know, if I'm doing like a, if, if I'm doing like a, a workout in an EMOM format because of the shortened rest, it provides some metabolic effect in the muscles, which can then lead to that soreness. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times you just won't, you won't get sore, especially if you've been training for two, three, four, five years Yeah, and just your body's adapted at that point. And then even sometimes if you like in, you introduce a new stimulus, like new, more volume. Yeah. Or a new movement that you've not really done before, then you'll get sore. So yeah. So don't, yeah. Like Kala said, don't always use soreness as a gauge Mm -hmm. for, for progress or sweat. Like you said, or sweat. No. Back in high school, we used to get sweat points in weight training. See, that's terrible. It is. And it kind of turned into a funny joke because uh, so I sweat more than the average person. I'm a relatively heavy perspirer. I, I'm the same way. Call is the same. I've seen it. <laughs> um, and uh, so it's funny in high school, it wouldn't take a lot for me to, to start sweating and the way that we got sweat points, our gym teacher was uh, hilarious. He was also the head football coach, uh, Jim Galvin. What's up, Galvin? <laughs> uh, funny guy. But uh, so the way we would get points is we would have to swipe our forehead and show him <laughs> our hand and that it had sweat on it. Oh so people God. would come and ask me if they can have some of my sweat. So you just had <laughs> hands so swiping sweat. across your yeah, forehead. I was a sweat whore. Was there any buildup of like acne from all no. these dirty hands? No, just no. I have pretty pristine skin. I see I do that have you do have right now. That it's you know it's driving me. That's crazy. That's okay. The rest is good. Yeah, the rest is. Um, the only time I got immaculate. acne was football season when you would sweat in your chin strap. Ooh, then you just, your chin would be sweat, sitting in sweat all practice. Ooh. So you'd get a little little break out there. Do you get to keep those helmets? No. Oh, okay. It's property of the school. Fair enough. I'm public school kid, yo. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Never got to play football, but mm. anyway. you would have been good. I, I was told I could be a running linebacker back. Oh, or linebacker. a running back. I yeah. could see you being a running back. I don't know. You got the stature for a running back. That's what I've heard. Maybe in another life. Maybe another life. Or maybe I was in another life. This is true. I just, I don't know. We could go deep with that concept. <laughs> Ooh, this is fun. This is something I've seen you've been doing in the gym a lot more as well, too. How to juggle in four days. Yeah, this is a question provided by Susan Bromley. Hey, Susan. What's up, Susan? Um... The answer is practice. Yeah. Practice. Uh, And sure, there is a methodology behind 
learning how to juggle. Um, but in this case, that it's time restricted, um, I would just say practice. So um, they're like a strategy that works well is so we're talking about three ball juggle three right? ball so juggle three ball juggle there's four ball five ball that's that's like pretty complex that's circus um, yeah that's circus level so uh but so three ball juggle is pretty simple once you just kind of practice the mechanics of it um easy way to get started with it just tossing two back and forth and then from there you can start playing around with three and uh one way in which you can understand the pattern of it is throwing the three balls up and not worrying about catching them, but instead listening to how they hit the floor. So they should hit the floor like, we'll see if this comes through on the mic, should hit the floor like, that's not going to come through, but it should be pat, 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 right? So, the, ooh, there we go. Yeah, that was good. There you go. Um, so that shows that there is time between each ball coming down to what would be your hands so to, for you to throw the next ball. Ah. Right. So it's an interesting little strategy. What benefits and like what got you started on juggling and what benefits have you seen from it? So benefits to juggling. There's a lot of different perspectives out there on this. Um, I would need to look into the research on this, but uh, people have talked about how it increases um, brown fat in your brain oh. or is it gray matter we'll have to we'll have we'll, to look into this we could cut here and look into this i don't think we'll find the answer that quickly fair enough um so benefits to juggling but there is uh probably research there's research <laughs> there's out research there research out there that it supports cognitive function and and more specifically uh like cognitive reaction. Yeah. And I have noticed this. So I have a baby, six months old, cute little baby Holger. Beautiful baby. Beautiful baby. Um, chubby. He had some pretty fresh sneakers on. He did. Day. Taken after Uncle Kala. Taking oh, a note out of his book. Thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, as you carry babies, if they're holding something, they'll like drop it without a moment's notice. And so I've noticed like recently that I've gotten really good at like catching things Ooh. quickly. So there's certain, I certainly have felt some changes in reaction time with my hands. Oh. Uh, and just like if things fall, I'm able to catch it really quick. Like uh, that, remember that Tobey Maguire Spider-Man where all the food like hops in the air and he like slips and then I takes do. the tray and then just catches all the food like that? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's, I'm so I'm basically Spider-Man. You're basically Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Without the webs. You have a Mary Jane. I do. What's <laughs> up, wifey? Um, hey, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so, so that, I think that, and then also, too, it could be used as a general warm-up just to help with concentration and focus on the tasks about to come. So stimulating the mind. Simulating the mind, yeah. Uh, and just, like, if you come into the gym and, like, you're stressed or whatever, five minutes of juggling can actually do a lot to just help you get your mind sorted for the training session. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. Mm -hmm. All right. Moving on. So this one's interesting. Uh, this mm. is delving more into, I guess what you'd say more programming for yourself or, or maybe when you're in the at project 13s and you're mm -hmm. wondering, Oh, this is different. We have 
more weights. We have mm. more reps, I should say, less weight, lighter weights, higher reps on some days versus going with the heavier weights and our strength sets. Yes, and also the context of this question. This is for sure, Shayna. Shout Hi, Shayna. Shay, Shay. Shay. I don't know up, if I Shay? said hi earlier, but could you? Shayna, Hi. Shayna Banana. Um, <laughs> oh, going to the Instagram. The IG handle. So the context of this distinguishing or, or kind of like getting more understanding about lightweights, high reps for toning, mm. which is something you hear a lot yes. in the fitness industry. Uh, and basically, is that a myth is kind of what she was asking. Yeah. Uh. I've talked to her a few times about this, but she thought this was a good question for the FAQ, which is. I think it is, is a very good question. Very good question. Um, and so we'll talk about a couple different contexts in which this could be done. But for the purposes of toning, it's not really a thing. Mm, you know, yeah. what improves the tone of a muscle is a muscle. Uh, basically getting that muscle stronger yes right so and and i think where people get confused is um they think a more toned muscle uh will look better aesthetically and really what makes muscles look better aesthetically is reducing body fat percentage yes like our muscles all generally have the same level of tone tonicity if you will. I think that's, oh, I like that. That is, a, it's a real word. Fair enough. To them, it's just that we can't see them because of them being covered by body, body fat, fat, right? Um, so, so the, the bottom line is if you want to get toned or shredded, like the, you're like reducing body fat is going to be the way in which you create that appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. And then also, too, there's, you know, two types of muscle growth. There's hypertrophy. <laughs> I made a weird noise. Call's playing with his mic over there. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's two types of hypertrophy, which is muscle growth. Muscle, yep. Myofibrillar, which is the actual, like, muscle fibers of the, the muscle that will grow. Um, and then sarcoplasmic hypertrophy. And sarcoplasmic hypertrophy is what I did yesterday. Ah, with my bodybuilding there session. you go you should have seen it i did he was getting a nice pump huge pump he went sun's out guns out did i wore and- a tank <laughs> yeah <laughs> and but I, so i accomplished that i thought you curled 135 the other day we, yeah <laughs> and then we realized i miscounted my weights <laughs> um i accomplished that by uh i was doing like four sets of 12 of each muscle group and like, cause I just do, I'll do like one bodybuilding session a week, just almost on as like an active recovery thing, mm-hmm. you know, increases blood flow, increases body temperature, does a lot of beneficial things to help my body recover and help my joints recover as well. But I did that and got like much bigger and my muscles yeah. grew like that. So that's sarcoplasmic hypertrophy. The thing with that is it is short lived. So two hours later <laughs> I was deflated. <laughs> Call us saw it happen before his eyes. As However, the day continued, yeah. he withered away. Withered away slowly. <laughs> However, you do that enough over a period of time, and some of that does stay. Yeah. Right? But if you combine that with myofibrillar hypertrophy, which is 
getting strong on lifts. Like that's the bottom line. That's what that is. You build with, and with myofibrillar hypertrophy, you build more what I would consider density. So examples of this is like, look at an Olympic level sprinter. Mm. Look at a, a low weight Olympic lifter, right? And when I say low weight, I mean low weight category. Cause like the heavyweights, they just get really, really big. Right. Oh, you're thinking of, you're talking about their body weight, their body type, body type, body yes. type. Like you look at, you know, a, a, an Olympic lifter that is in the weight class of like, I don't know the exact weight classes, but like 160 and below or even up to like 180, the, the dude or the female is like really dense, yes. like really dense, like their muscle and their muscles show because they have to control for their weight class. Mm hmm. So their muscles show and like their muscles are just like very, very dense. Like you can just, as compared to a bodybuilder who tends to be a little bit more inflated, that bodybuilder got that way by doing a lot of sarcoplasmic hypertrophy work, of course, paired with myofibrillar hypertrophy work. Um, but, but it's they, just on a different scale. They do a lot scale. of like pump stuff. Yeah. 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 So, um, so that's always the example that I provide. So bottom line, you want to get tone get strong, get strong. And then, you know, at a certain point, if you have an event coming up and you do want to shred a little bit, like then that's going to come down to dialing in your nutrition. Absolutely. Just always, it just always is. I'm sorry. I don't make up biology and physiology. It's, I just obey the rules. <laughs> we have no choice. We have no choice, which actually leads us into our next part. Ooh. Nutrition wise, protein ingestion before or after a workout yes no and, and why, why? porque porque as they say um protein after workout yes protein after workout is yes definitely protein before a workout i, I would, would say what are you gonna say? i was gonna say it depends on your timing it does yeah it depends on your timing and i would also say the source yes because you probably don't want to have like a huge steak or a huge piece of chicken, yeah. like less than two hours before you train. Um, cause it's just going to require a lot of digestion. Takes a lot of energy to, to break that down. It does. And it's going to shunt blood from your muscles, which is going to make you fatigued when you train. Um, so if you did want to do protein before a workout, something like, um, I mean, you could do a pro like whey protein shake before. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just going to be easier to digest. I personally don't even like to do that. Like I've gotten actually into a pretty nice routine of training, either fasted or just having some small amount of carb before mm -hmm. my training session. Might also depend on the type of training that I'm doing. Um, but like just you know an apple, or like this morning for example, because I trained earlier. I just had coffee before. Ah. Um, pre-workout. Pre-workout. There we go. Going back to the pre-workout. The pre original pre-workout. Original. The OG. Um, yeah, and so, uh, and for me, that's what allows me to come into a training session with the 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 best level of energy. Yeah. And in fact, you and I had conversations about this a couple of weeks ago where I was eating my breakfast and then coming in and training Talking about your and egg I, consumption. Yeah, my egg consumption. Love me some eggs. <laughs> but we can't find the right timing. blend yeah. and timing of it. Yeah. Um, but 
so interesting. I've been having my eggs now after I work out. I feel, see that. Feel great. Uh, interesting. And it doesn't weigh me down for the rest of the day. So, um, yeah, because so I was having eggs before training and I was then just feeling sluggish in my training session. And that was even with about two hours between when I ate those eggs and when I trained. So it just like it. I think for me, it's just I either got to be just fasted or small amount of carbs, which an apple has seemed to work pretty well for me. Nice. Mine's been a little bit of a, like a banana. Mine's been a weird mix in terms of yeah, my banana pre- works well too. Yeah, but I'd be I'll be eating. I'll have a bigger breakfast in the morning for right, myself. Right, but you're but then you probably go. I'm at least five hours fasted, six hours. Right till I till I train. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that amount of time, yeah, and that so again, it depends on what your day looks like. I think is the biggest thing. Yes. Um, if you're training at 5 p.m., you obviously, I mean, you probably need to get some food in before that. Absolutely. So breakfast, if you're a breakfast eater, but at the very least having a lunch, lunch. around noon. And you can just make it a normal lunch. Mm-hmm. Normal size. Normal size, regular. whatever. And um, your body will have time to digest that and break that down. And then the other thing is, too, even if I train fasted in the morning, there's most likely... Um, uh, some amount of amino acids in my bloodstream from the previous night. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that as well, which just to clarify, amino acids are the um, basically like the the smallest form of a protein molecule. Building blocks. Building blocks. So that's what your body breaks protein down into is amino acids. Uh, and so, yeah, there's at any given time, there's a certain amount flowing through your bloodstream um, for your body to use to repair so definitely after a workout before depends sure. on your yes but depends on but give yourself enough time to digest also pay attention to the source of that protein yeah uh and afterwards people well we'll dive into this topic a little bit later protein shakes but you could do a protein shake immediately after and i would recommend it if you're not going to eat for a while especially if you can't get to a food source yeah otherwise you can just you know, if you're going to have your next meal within an hour or something like that, I mean, you can just wait Yeah. for that. Anyway, and that's all we have for our first FAQ episode. We hope you enjoyed. And as always, avoid the bullshit. Avoid the bullshit. We'll see you next time with our uh, next episode. See you on the flip side. Thank you again for listening to the P13 Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This podcast was produced by Project 13 Gyms, and a special thanks to Studio Pod Media for providing the studio space and additional production. So absolutely. You can find us on social media, on Instagram, at Project 13 Gyms. You can find myself at Kemifan, that is K-E-M-I-F-A-N. How about you, Thomas? Where can they find you on your social media? You can find me at Conway Bunga. That's C-O-N-W-A-Y-B-U-N-G-A. You can also check us out at project13gyms.com. And if you're in the SF area, come train with us at Project 13 Gyms in Lower Knob Hill.